Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB? Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Do you about this place, Argo Land, Alex Dyson? Argo Land? Yeah, it's a little a, sort of... Is that a theme park based on the Ben Affleck film, Argo? Not, well, no. It's um, it's somewhere where you, where you and me might have been able to live once. Uh, a little continent that sort of split off from Australia about 155 million years ago. Right. Um, it kind of it went missing, they say. The island of Argo. It disappeared into the Earth's mantle, um, which is a sort of outer crust of the Earth. I tell you what, the Earth's mantle is like the couch cushions and losing coins of continents, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, where's my continent gone? Have you checked the mantle? <laughs> so, anyways, this was this used to be attached Very to Australia. <laughs> then it split off. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they found it. I think somewhere. I don't know where. I can't really understand it. I don't know. My, I can't. I think I need. I think I need Mate, more information. You're, you're, you're doing mind blown later on. I hope you have more info about the fact you're giving well, us. I there. don't know. Because how do they know about it if they lost it, and then they can find it? Because if they find it, they that's the only time they know it exists. We don't have records from 150 years ago. There was this thing, but no one knows where it went. Well, okay. It says here, in the cases of other lost continents, like the lost continent of Greater Adria, Mm. right? Um, It plunged into the Earth's mantle, but the top layer stayed behind and was folded to form the mountains of Southern Europe. Oh, yeah. A little bit of terrain origami done by the Earth there. Like the Dolomites. They're in Northern Italy, aren't they? Or are we talking the Pyrenees? I, I thought you were talking about the the money system that the Commonwealth Bank did. And we're back to coins again. All right, here we go. Look, we, why don't we just jump into this big episode of All Day Breakfast? We've got plenty for you, including, Matt, you have you bring up a little um, real estate event, the real estate event of the season, which I happen to be in the area for. Yeah, you were witness to, which I didn't realise. I'm excited mm. to hear what it was like being on the ground. And Alex Dyson, you're right, I also do have a mind blown for you, but we're also chatting to... One of our great friends, Sarah, our uh, ever-wise 16-year-old uh, special guest that we love getting on to let us know what is hot and what's not, or what's hitting, uh, I should say. And so, look, without further ado, let's uh, let's dive right into the mantle of this potty. Go find some lost segments. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Is Andy Lee your neighbour anymore, Alex Dyson? Why do you ask that? Oh, I just saw in the newspaper that uh, he had um, sold a warehouse conversion apartment in um, mm. in Richmond for a couple of couple of sweet milli. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know that because I was at, well, I say at the auction. I was watching the auction from my house. <laughs> were you really? Were you watching out the window like a little yeah. creepy neighbour, were we? Well, I ran into him because I went to the, you know, they open up a house before the inspection. So I went along to look through the house. It was very nice. Oh, a little sticky beak. A little sticky beak. Ran into didn't, him on the way out. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so, so never got the invite for dinner to Andy's house. Just nope. thought you'd check it so, out. So, <laughs> but I'd do it myself. Look, I'm, here's footage of the, 
footage of the auction happening. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people turned out, apparently, apparently, I mean, this is all stuff on realestate.com.au, uh, but uh, it looked so good, by oh, the way. How was the my perfect, perfect house, for sure. How was the little golf simulator? Yeah, it's in there. In the home cinema area. Slash home cinema, yeah. Yeah, with Next the weights the as well. I wish, I, if I didn't have my bloody elbow dodgy, I would have got on the reformer Pilates bench that was there. <laughs> I don't know if you were my little hip thrusts. So it might be a little bit nerve wracking, um, you know, knowing that you've got some new neighbours. Wait, wait, is it is it sus that Andy's moving out just after you moved in, Alex? I reckon well, it me is and, sus. And Radio Mike moved close to the area as well, who you might know on the podcast, The Remembering Project, Hamish and Andy, great podcast. Um, just moved into the area as well. And we're like, oh, because, you know, he's here when they're doing it, the podcast, and I come in like, oh, we've all moved. And Eddie's like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I overheard him say to someone, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was an incredible place. Like, it was, seriously, oh, every, you're looking at it going like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. I don't know where he's moving to. Oh, but... if I was going to be picky, um... <laughs> They got a staircase okay. up to the third level near the kitchen, and there's not a heap of room when you open the fridge door. You sort of back into this staircase, which is in the sort of middle of the house. So if I'm going to be picky, and you know what, that is the sort of thing that I reckon would annoy Andy. <laughs> he he seems like the sort of guy that would, he couldn't get over that. He'd be like, "Nah, you know what, this Probably has to go." <laughs> um, and also the guy who keeps staring at me from across <laughs> the laneway. Oh, podcast a... Dyson. What, what's he going to do for the rest of his day after mm. he's recorded his pod? Just stare at the window mm. with the telescope. Suss as. Maybe it's funny because like when you like catch up and you say, oh, I used to watch your, um, watch the Hamish and Andy show. It was on channel seven, like back in, when I was in high school or whatever, like that. Watch that. It's like, yeah. And then I got into radio as well. And now I'm living across the road from you. You probably literally went, <laughs> yeah, cool, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, well, look, congratulations to the new owners of the place. I mean, the, the rentals, the rental market is in a tough one. And I guess Andy would have gotten his place into a very, very pristine condition. Very much unlike a f someone I know. I don't want to say a friend because I don't want to incriminate myself. <laughs> what do you mean? This, but someone I know. So they were <laughs> renting. What's that? No, go on. I'm just interesting to see what's going to incriminate this oh, person. Oh, well, no, just just that they were renting. And you know, the, the, the market is tough at the moment. Yeah. So they're renting an apartment. Market's tough. Okay. You, you, so some stats here for you. All right. Um, new report shows, uh, PropTrack's new rental report shows listings have declined by 5.7% since September last year. Okay. Oh, that would almost directly make rents go up for the houses that are available. Yep. Interest rates going up. So obviously the rents are going up by a substantial amount. Number of inquiries for each listing has increased um, by a few percent as well. Genuine concerns about um, the scarce, scarce of options and rising prices, pushing residents to homelessness. Okay. So this, this is my friend, my, the person I know, <laughs> they don't want to be out in that market. Yeah. Right. But they're renting this apartment. Suddenly the owner's like, oh, we're selling, yeah, you know, happens, and so it's that thing where you go, oh, like, and they say, oh, you know, you, nothing will change for you, but you can't guarantee that. Mm -hmm. Suddenly new, new owners come in, you're out in the street. If the owner wants to move in. Yeah. So when the, when it comes time for the inspections, they start, 
for selling the house. Well, for selling the house, this is yeah. like the you know, oh, we've got some buy- potential buyers coming through, cashed up buyers looking for another another one for their portfolio. Yeah, they're whipping up this concoction of all sorts of sauces that have they've just found in the cupboard. <laughs> Fish sauce, curry sauce, soy sauce, tomato sauce, anything that goes in this pot, they're doing that. They're smoking cigarettes around the house. They don't smoke. They don't they just smoke. Tur- turn on the cigarette and hold it out there and just let it waft everywhere. <laughs> Literally puffing away cigarettes you know, all through the house. You know nothing worse than the smell. You know you walk past one of those posts that you can put your butts in. Yes. And then it's on fire, and so there's smoke coming out of it. That is yes. one of the worst smells you can do. She's blowing it into the ki- curtains. Why just is she it. blowing it out of her mouth? Just let it smoke. Why do you have to no, inhale? No, you're just going through. You want to really project it into the curtains. Just, no, just, <laughs> just waft it towards the curtain. Breathe it in. <laughs> you know, so anyways, oh place doesn't get sold, all right? Because you're supposed to cook. I mean, people say, bake the yeah. cookies. Tell you what, Andy's house smelt delightful. They had the scented <laughs> candles going. You know, no wonder he's moving out. You're walking past him after you walk through his house going, this place smells delightful. <laughs> they were pumping the aroma, the aromatherapy. It smells sure. as good as it looks, Andy. I got to tell you, it smells as good as it looks. <laughs> well, it just, I took note of the names of the candles as well so I could get a few and recreate Andy's house in my own home. Uh, did you offer him the, the goop candle we bought you for the... Um... I've still got that, by the way. Uh, yeah, give, give your property the fragrance of Gwyneth. <laughs> um, congrats to Andy. And uh, well, actually, we asked, you know, when have you sabotaged something? That's you did put that out um, after sabotaging this rental. Um, Matt got in touch and said, I sabotaged my mate going home with my cousin. They were getting pretty cozy together. So, oh, I could mm. go home. Sabotaged it by jumping in the taxi with them. <laughs> oh. Just in the, just, I was like, shotgun middle. <laughs> <laughs> First time anyone's ever done that. <laughs> Arm around both of them. God, it's yeah. thanks to the lift home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drop you first off first. It's easier. <laughs> Mine's all the way. Mine's you. Mine's, go be last. I don't mind. I'll be a nice guy. <laughs> I'm calling it. That's cool. Drippy. What about like? That's pretty cool. What's hitting? A little thing called. What's hitting with Sarah? Yes, it's time to cross to the Matt and Alex youth correspondent. We first met Sarah when she was 14 years old and since then has been keeping us cool and hip and with it for uh, a number of years now. In fact, Sarah is 16 years old and some momentous news has happened to her in her life. We're joining her right now. Hello, Sarah. Hey, guys. Sarah, what's happened in your world? Um, well, I have finally saved up and enough to buy my own car. <gasps> Yay! That's a momentous moment, Sarah. You know, you're 16, I'm 35. I still have never bought my own car, so you're ahead of me. <laughs> I just, I, I just realized because I remember, like, I think it was the second episode we ever recorded, and you guys asked what I do with my money because I had a job, and I was like, I'm saving for a car, and you guys were like, what the hell? What is? What, you're more responsible than me. And then, uh, yeah, the other day, I went and bought myself a Holden Astra. You did it, Sarah! Oh, good on you, what? Sarah! I used Maybe to we have can a dig Holden up some Astra. audio of that. Yeah, from... here's the moment. Here's the moment right now. I'm saving for a car. Whoa. Like a toy car? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've got like a set plan. I put $20 or 30 or it depends on like how rich I'm feeling the week. 
but I put up to twenty to forty dollars a week into savings, so that when I turn seventeen at the start of grade twelve, I'll be able to buy a car and I'll have my peas by the time, and then I'll be able to drive myself back and forth to school. Oh, baby voice, Sarah. Wow. Telling us her dreams, yep. and now you, you are living it. Well done. Are you able to drive solo yet, Sarah, or is this the uh, practicing? Yeah, so actually, I can't get my license until January. Mm. I turned 17 in December, but like with my type 1 diabetes, I had to be cleared by a doctor first and mm. all that stuff. But um, once I hit January, like I'm a good driver, I'll pass my test and I'll have a car to drive in. Oh, my now, word. Sarah, talk to us about driving a car because I am someone who looks at the car and goes, that's a car, um, and that's all I know about them. <laughs> so when it came to buying the car, did you buy it privately? Did you go to a shop? Did you have someone with you to check it out? What was going on? Um, so basically I, I have like a, a rough idea about cars. Like I'm not too good, but um, I, ha- I had my boyfriend and my brother-in-law come with me, and they did all the important stuff like check the engine, mm. check under the car, check for rust. I just checked to see if the Bluetooth were, worked and it was pretty. So <laughs> I, didn't, tick, tick. I didn't have a very big job. Like my job was to check my because my main things, like especially as a type one, I get so hot. So first thing I did, I blasted the aircon, blasted the Bluetooth, and just checked the seats and all that. And otherwise, they all approved. I got all the seats and the logbook and stuff. I checked it out, made sure it was fine, and yeah, then I put the retro under my name and got it insured. Oh, amazing yes. stuff, Sarah. Congratulations. A huge round of applause. Uh, that is so, so exciting. We look forward to you hitting the roads uh, early next year. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got a couple of questions to ask you. We, we like to do our own due diligence on this show, and that's our entire listener base. If they don't know something, is they ask you when it comes to uh, youth and pop culture. So um, Dave has done that, but this is a bit more of a personal question, Sarah. Are you ready for this? Matt's got uh, Dave's question here. Yeah, Dave asks, I was listening to everyone's old mate, Dr. Carl, the other day, and a high school girl by the name of Sarah called into the show. Now, this girl sounded eerily similar to a Sarah that is a regular on your podcast in the segment, What's Hitting with Sarah? The episode date was 3rd of August, 2018. She popped out of class to ask a science question so she could prove her teacher wrong. Is this the Sarah that Australia knows and loves for keeping us up to date with today's trends? Maybe it's time for a bit of interrogation next time she's on. Keep ripping in and giving it your best. Um, honestly, that sounds exactly like something I would do. <laughs> I'm not totally sure, but I am like that. Like I have done that before, but like I've walked across the school to go to the science block to make a point, And I came back with like a video of the head of science. <laughs> So I've done that. I've done that with English too. So I'm not totally yes. sure if it was me, but it may have been. All I'm, right. I'm not so happy to go above and beyond to um, get to the truth, Sarah, I think is no, what that proves. No, not even the truth. Like I'm proving I'm right. I take pride when I'm right. And mm. when I'm right, I'm right. And that's final. Like I will prove it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, suck on those eggs. I don't think the kids would say suck on those eggs, Matt. <laughs> it's close. It's just more vulgar these days, I'd say. <laughs> ah, all right. Yeah, see, I was being pleasant. <laughs> um, Elliot got a question, Dyso. Yeah, which sneaker brands are cool? the cool kids wearing these days? I just walked past a pair of Supras, and it brought back memories of Globe shoes, Etnies shoes, and the kind of shoes that were ch- the chunkier, the better, like skate shoes. Are these chunky sneakers still getting around the schoolyard? Um, so... From like just 
in my opinion, I'm pretty Australian. I'm a little bogan. Like, I've been wearing no shoes all day and I've been going into the shops. And I just wear, like, like I don't actually, I'm a believer in socks and thongs. Like, so many people disagree, oh, but no. I don't care. Like, I wow. will wear socks and thongs. But I'd say the cool, like, brands of shoes that go around, like, people my age would definitely be um, Converse. Converse is massive. Mm. Doc Martens and Birkenstocks. And the Burks. The Doc Martens are back, are they? They're cool again. Jordans are a really big one, too. That's okay, that's but- interesting because Michael Jordan would have retired before you were born, Sarah. Is there, is there still this oeuvre around uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time? Um, I don't know. There's just this trend where, like, people will, like, go up and slap someone, like, a bald head and yell Michael Jordan because, <laughs> like, um, I don't really know because, like, so, like you know, he had really big hands so he could hold, like, the basketball. <laughs> so there was a trend for a while where people would just go up and grab, like, a bald person's head and yell Michael Jordan. <laughs> Oh my Wait, God. a bald person who's their friend, or like a bald person on the street? <laughs> no, anyone. It was like a, it was a trend. Oh okay, my I don't God! Think you can palm I am ahead. so glad I've gotten un- away unscathed from this horrific trend. <laughs> just, just a prank, bro. I think. Is what oh people my God! Say after I that. must be walking around with a target on my back. Goodness yeah, me! Yeah, it's pretty horrific. I'm not going to lie. All right. Well, good. Well, Funny keep stuff. keep those out of there. But as the, Elliot, your question <laughs> is answered. There's a few uh, options for you. And Sarah, congrats on the car. Thanks very much for hanging out with us again today. We might talk to you in a couple of weeks if that's all right. No worries. Sounds amazing. Perfect. Brilliant. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Yes, it's that time of the week where Matt O'Kine dusts off the fact finder and blows your mind with truth and knowledge. Matt O'Kine, what have you been looking at this week? What's been entering your consciousness? Well, you know, I was thinking about how I used to take pride as a swimmer. I used to take... Best I mean, way to start a sentence. Well, I mean, as a, like, I, I don't, I shouldn't say as a swimmer. I should say as a regular splasher. <laughs> from, you know, people who listen to this podcast a bit would know that when Matt O'Kite hits the pool, he doesn't go the fast lane. He doesn't go the medium lane. He doesn't go the slow <laughs> lane. He goes free play. So... <laughs> I'm not sure if you're splashing in free play. You could start a sentence by saying, as a swimmer. (laughs) Okay, fine. As a recreational splashist, I, I, um. No, a splashist is you're against splashing, like a racist. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yes, okay, you know, you're right. Mm. You're right. Um, okay, as a splasher. Yep. I enjoy somewhat of just say just it's probably best if you just say as a fan of water sports (laughs) (laughs) just look i like all confusion to start like that i used to hold my breath underwater a lot okay i used to Mm. do a lot of the whole but you know as you get older you start getting a little you don't trust your body as much and i and i'm starting to get a little bit more scared of holding my breath underwater too much in case it sort of gives in what what As a swimmer, I'm getting scared of holding my own breath underwater. No, okay, for long periods. I can hold my breath for a little bit. Do you want a mind blown or not, all right? This is... Oh, don't don't worry. This is blowing my mind. My mind right. is getting blown. 
All right. Do you know what? Oh, this is where I, I just, I've been thinking about holding my breath a bit more recently, you know, mm. going back into the training of holding your breath. Mm. I, I used to be able to clock two minutes. That's pretty, that's pretty that decent. Good. That's pretty decent. In primary school, I remember I had a good lung capacity because you like fill up that, um, like a two liter juice bottle or something mm. with water. You then put it upside down in water. Then you get a straw, like one of those bendy ones, it goes into the bottle and how much water you can blow out of the um, two liters is your lung capacity. Ah, okay. Mm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, could, would you, were you able to hold on to your breath for a long time? It was not too bad. I'm just a bit between a minute, minute 30 was probably my record. Okay. Okay. Well, I clocked the two. Longest. Well, you bloody all this training pretending to be <laughs> dead in the water when... <laughs> Make crude comments to Listen your Listen to cousins. last week, please. Um, family, friends. Um, okay, so the I wanted to just discuss some of the um, some of the world records. Okay, about holding your breath. Holding your I was breath world records. Yep. I was shocked. Okay, so the world record for non-oxygen assisted breath holding is eleven minutes thirty-five seconds. If you okay, by Stefan Mifsud. And he was just like in a pool and went under the water for 11 yeah. minutes. 11 Jeez. and a half minutes. Okay. The actual record is 11 minutes and 54 seconds. That's the Guinness world record, but that is not accredited through the international association for the development of apnea, which is the governing body for apnea disciplines, <laughs> which is a weird thing to have a, you know, governing body for, but apparently it's important. As the president for the uh, Association of <laughs> Apnea Disciplines, I am happy to of say... holding your breath underwater. Um, what are the other dif- disciplines of apnea? <laughs> I don't know. I How don't many know. Disi- apnea disciplines are there? <laughs> I actually don't know. Apnea means temporarily stopping breathing. Okay? Apnea. So the top professional apneists are people who have trained for many years. Okay. Mm. They take this stuff seriously. All right. There are eight disciplines of apnea, four pool based and four depth dynamic. Okay. Dynamic by fins, dynamic, no fins. The swimmer swims as far as possible doing laps underwater in a pool on one breath. Static. The diver floats on the surface with their airway submerged for as long as possible. That's a few. Where's, why is this not in the Olympics? Like Holding this is something that we can yeah. all achieve. Yeah. Instead, they got horse riding. Well, that cuts off like most of the world. Yeah. Where am I going to get a horse from? But I can hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. That's possible. <laughs> That's a world sport. Yeah. Anyways, it's the longest that anyone's ever held their breath underwater is twenty-four minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Sorry. Yeah, I know. So. Just floating this, there. This is something that I didn't realize. If you hyperventilate beforehand mm. and breathe just oxygen. Pure oxygen. Pure oxygen yeah, beforehand. Yeah, I heard about this, that it extends. Because air, as we know it, has a lower percentage of oxygen. Oxygen's not even... A, I think nitrogen's like the highest percentage. Yes. Okay. So here we it? go. So here we go. So um, CO2, basically, in your, in what we're breathing... Um, chemoreceptors in your brain and neck respond to the levels of CO2, Mm. right? And as the CO2, um, sort of rises, Mm. that's when you start getting the panics. Cause that's, it's not that you don't have enough oxygen. It's that you've got too much carbon dioxide in your lungs. You've got to get it out. Yeah. If you, if you do just oxygen and I mean, you have to train for this. Mm -hmm. 
but then you can then just lie in the water for up to 25 minutes without taking a breath. Yeah. Damn. That, I mean, I think that's, is it, is it mind blown? Yes. Mind and lungs blown, Matt O'Kine. Congratulations. Uh, but we also like getting your mind blown, so send them through. We've got a little Instagram page, Matt and Alex, or the official Matt and Alex website, mattandalex.com.au. Little message box there. Um, this week's mind blowing fact comes from Jenna. Hey, Matt, Alex, and Bron. Just like to comment on your little chat about the crazy frog. And Alex, you commented, um, why was there that 30 second odd bit in the middle of the song, that bit where he's riding a motorbike? I believe it's because the crazy frog was actually a ringtone that was then turned into a song. I know this because my dad got the ringtone and when it first came out and then it became a song. So yeah, that's probably why. That was a crazy time. The crazy frog with the hanging ball sack. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a hanging. So they, the, the, they had to include the ringtone in the little bridge section um, just for the for the pure f- crazy frog fans <laughs> who reckoned, oh, he might s- sell out if he goes into music. But if he's got the OG ringtone in there, that's perfect. Well, you've got to double check. Bronner, you, you know crazy frog. Yeah. What do you mean? And you like, I'm just wondering whether you were young, you're a bit younger than us and whether you like missed the crazy frog thing. No, it was definitely, it was, I was in primary school, but I, that was, that might be a first memory. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the core window. Yeah. Like that, that would have been great. Did, and did anyone here ever get the crazy frog ringtone? No. No. Okay. No, I don't think I ever paid for a ringtone. That was the pages and pages of teen magazines with just <laughs> all these ringtones you could get and all wallpapers right. and backgrounds if you text and mean to, to a number. All right. Well, look. Um, I remember like there was one you could get as a message tone. Remember that ventriloquist whose um, <laughs> whose doll was a dead terrorist. Yes, yeah, Stra- no, was that was that Strasman? Wasn't no, Strasman? It was some other Jeff, someone. Anyway, you could yeah, get the got- you could get. <laughs> Could get that. I mean, if anything tells you a time in the world, that <laughs> that is a ringtone that you can put for purchase. I mean, that you could pinpoint. That's better than carbon dating. I tell you what, it's more accurate than carbon dating. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let us know any of your favourite favourite ringtones, favourite uh, message tones, favourite moments in history. Well, um, I know I know one tone that people love to hear, and that is the Matt and Alex theme song. Um, well, sometimes it's good to hear it when it's starting a show. Sometimes it's good to hear it when it's ending a show, and that's the version we have for you right now. But thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, we've got a big Friday show for you tomorrow to round out the week. In the meantime, keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex. We'd love to hear from you. And until tomorrow, hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.